Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin, who created... I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao at your service for the last Thursday of May. Bilis, no? We're like five months into 2021. And, and, um, and yet, we're still in lockdown. <laughs> yes, we, we are still very much on lockdown. Chino, kaila ka ba uwe? May na tayong tingka na ba? Very na, very na, very na. Forever. Soon, soon. I, I, I will only say soon because if I say the date, it will be late. So soon. Right, soon. fair, fair. Okay. Okay. jinx. Yeah. Oh, safe ka na rin naman. You're fully vaccinated. I yes. assume the rest of your family is fully vaccinated. Yes. So I'm really happy that you guys have all your ducks in a row already. So that's yeah. good. Really good to hear that things are going well on your side of things. Dito naman sa atin, syempre, um, another Thursday in lockdown, as Chino mentioned. So instead of just whining and griping about it, let's give some stuff away to our listeners. And let's start Yo. off this week's episode with the winner of our new era cap giveaway. So for this week, we are handing out a Macho Man Randy Savage snapback, kind of like the one I'm wearing now. So the one I'm wearing now, sure, hindi ito yung bibigay natin akin to eh. I, I've got another one here uh, dito sa, sa bahay which will be shipping out to the winner. So we asked you guys for the beef jerky company that Randy Savage used to shill back in the day. And of maybe, course, we all know that the correct baby answer baby is Slim Jim. Yeah, maybe Babyface the producer Nikai can flash the question. Sige. Beyond there. Thanks, Babyface producer Nikai. So yes. Randy Savage was the spokesperson for which beef jerky snack? We all know the correct answer is Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah! And daming nag-comment pa ng ooh, yeah, sa comments. So, counted yan, syempre. And we hope that you follow the instructions, including following us on Spotify and on all our social media, as well as at New PH on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. With that said, babyface producer Nikai, let's put the magic roulette on the screen. Oh, look at that. Look at all those colors. <laughs> Daming names for this week. All right. 
Ro, Chino, are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Spin that All right. wheel. Spin it, baby face producer Nikai. Let's find out who will be walking away. And the winner is Florence <laughs> Jonel Between. Congratulations. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> Suck it, George. So close. So close. Take that, right? George. <laughs> Florence Jonel Between, congratulations. Congrats. We'll be getting in Congrats, touch with you. Florence. And we'll be sending Facebook, you the Instagram. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We'll be getting in touch with you uh, for the details on how you can get your cap from us. Now, for next week, ito naman papamigay natin. Uh, we're actually looking for two winners next week. So, Babyface producer Nikai, let's show them what we're giving away. Dial two winners. They'll each be taking one new era cap. So, isa Hulk Hogan. Yung isa naman, syempre, Macho Man Randy Savage. So, we're giving away... Uh, these caps to represent the mega powers. So brush up on your mega powers trivia because that's what we'll be asking you next week. For now, though, please do the first step and follow us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, and then on Twitter and TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And then please follow New Era Cap Philippines as well at New Era Cap PH. Big shout outs to Christian Escalante and the rest of the New Era Cap team for hooking us up with these prizes. Congratulations to Florence once again. Thank you so much uh, to everybody who joined next week, Olet. Um, if you want to be part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast community, which is really literally growing by the day, you can also do that by joining our Patreon program. So, Ro, let's let them know about how they can become a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. All right, guys. It's really easy and really affordable as well to become a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. All you got to do is head on over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. But you can give 500 a month. But yeah, um, as low as 250 a month, you can be a patron and you can have access to all these fun perks like uh, having access to our Discord community where we talk wrestling. Um, joining us in our watch parties for pay-per-views and getting exclusive content for reviews like uh, on our for shows like Raw Smackdown NXT Dynamite pay-per-views and also free merch so we are still coming in, in the process of coming up with merch ideas so once we get you know once we settle in we will and send once out we get you know more back. merch uh, once we get Chino back, for sure, for sure. But uh, if you join now, you can get a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast face mask. So again, sign up at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 50 pesos. It's so affordable. Yes, and uh, that's also how you can be part of our AEW Double or Nothing watch party on Monday, Manila time. So yun, uh, that's our upcoming event. We'll talk, talk about that in a bit. We're going to be predicting Double or Nothing. But first, let's talk about John Cena. Because Vincent he threw the first shot in the comment section by saying, I always wanted a John Cena cap before, but not anymore. So yeah, so quick context. What happened this week was John Cena was promoting the Fast and the Furious 9. And he said that Taiwan was the first country that would get to watch the movie. Because if you know your to geopolitics to them, uh, Taiwan is not a country. To them, Taiwan is still part of, of uh, the People's Republic of China. So it's a very problematic and complex issue. And what we're seeing is that a lot of people online, wrestling fans online, are now saying that this is not the heel turn I wanted. Now, John Cena has completely sold out his principles. And honestly, I find uh, this backlash, this hate towards John Cena to be 
very problematic. Uh, do you want to get into your arguments, Ro? Ah, okay, okay, na ba? Okay, uh, there is no denying that disappointing naman tong ginawa ni Sina. Kasi as a country in which uh, that country is kind of infringing, uh, I don't want to, you know, fire up too many sentiments here. Pero uh, as being, as you know, as the recipient of this kind of bullying as well in, in the world stage, we know the pain of, you know, getting bullied by by that country. So, it's really disappointing. It's really easy to throw your hate at John Cena for capitulating and conceding that fact. But as you see in his apology video, which was actually you know given English subtitles by a uh, by a really nice Chinese guy, uh, what he really says is that yeah, Tony Lin. Sorry, thank you for bringing it up. What he really says is that he doesn't you know, take back or he doesn't walk back his comments on Taiwan being a country. But he just uh, he just apologizes for uh, to, Ch- to Chinese fans for saying it that way. So basically he was saying, I'm sorry that we offended or I offended you guys. So to me, he knows because he in his uh, ultimate uh, whatever he knows about the world, he knows that Taiwan is a country. That's his first gut reaction. Because if that is your first gut reaction, then you kind of know that that is what the deal is. But uh, because you are representing an entire film franchise and a lot of people working under you in the film industry, you kind of have to, you know, give in to that pressure a little bit. It, it really is the name of the game. Money is the name of the game. Uh, livelihoods are the name of the game. Instead of coming after John Cena for uh, having to tuck his tail between his legs and apologize. Maybe we should be more angry at the country who is forcing people to, you know, not acknowledge Taiwan as a country. You brought up a good point when you said that John Cena represents the film industry. Because, you know, John Cena, if, if you say that si eh, uh, he can afford to lose whatever millions of dollars from the Chinese market, sure, maybe John Cena can afford it. But you mga crew people who work on these productions that Cena represents, they cannot. The WWE might be able to afford it, but you mga other wrestlers who will rely on the Chinese market or some cut of the Chinese market that will go to their paychecks, they can't afford to lose that. So what John Cena did is some top guy stuff. He was actually being a responsible to- uh, top guy because he understands that he doesn't just represent John Cena. He represents the industries that he works for. So the film industry, the pro wrestling industry, all of which do make money with chi- uh, from China. Because uh, if you guys don't know, John Cena is working very closely with Jackie Chan, who is, a, who is from Hong Kong, but is very pro-China. That's his stance. So they're working on a film franchise called Snafu, na mag, uh, mag, uh, premiere next year. And they're projecting this to have a, a, an entire franchise worth millions of dollars. So, you know, um, ang dali sabihin na, oh, you know, John Cena uh, sold his principles. This is not the heel turn I wanted. Listen, guys, he's not the first and he's not going to be the last celebrity who will be forced to uh, to koto to China. Um, one of the best examples, actually, is a K-pop star. Uh, her name is Tsuyu. She's Taiwanese and she's from Twice. So if you're a once, you might probably know this story from 2016 where Nakita lang siya with the Taiwanese flag. Kasi yung gimmick ng twice nun for that episode they were filming was they have to represent their, their country and to use Taiwanese. So she had to make a letter and read it out loud on video and kita mo talagang labag sa kalooban niya. But she had to because she was forced into doing it by her management, JYP. So, you know, um, 
again, not the first, not the last time. When when Daryl Morey, the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, tweeted out, I stand with Hong Kong, LeBron James scolded Daryl Morey. <laughs> and people were saying that LeBron is China. No, LeBron was being a top guy in the NBA because he understands that if, if, if the Houston Rockets, which Morey was the GM of the time, got canceled in China, which they did, and their NBA games were not broadcast on Tencent, which is their streaming service, which actually happened, it cost the NBA money. And LeBron James understands that. So, it's short-sighted lang for us to, to say that Cena, what a heel. You know? um, and yes, Vincent's right. Siguro na conflate natin yung emotions because of our current uh, situation with China and the Philippines. Yes, but uh, when Rose said na you have to keep in mind who the real heel is here, I don't think it's John Cena. Sheena, oh, do you have Vince. any thoughts on this? <laughs> wow, first of all, can I just say fuck LeBron? Second of all, can I just say <laughs> uh, that you guys are taking such a different stance considering what I know about your politics and all that. No, we're uh, not saying I, that it's good. We're not saying. Yeah, we're not saying we're not glorifying it. Yeah, we're just saying that we understand why. Ito yung ito yung ito yung reality of the situation of the political situation. I mean, as much as I want to, no, I I totally agree. Because kahit sabi ng mga tao na mayaman na masid John Cena, that's that's not how you do business. You don't do business by taking a loss, de ba? By by knowingly and purposely taking a loss. By cutting out an entire market from from your fans, of your fans from the things that you do, because you then you at the end of the day. John Cena has been very very positive about his experience in China in general. The man is learning Mandarin to to uh, to be able to reach that part of the market, right? So he's just he's put in so much time and effort. He changed this finisher into that stupid fist thing <laughs> just to kowtow to the rest of the Chinese population and the culture that they imply because uh, that's just how invested he is in working with Jackie Chan in, in, in that part of the world. Right? So he's not about to turn his back on it just because he had to apologize for something. Right? It's just, it's part of how we do things. And sometimes you got to do something that you don't like. And sometimes, you know, you just, you just have to swallow that bitter pill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, I want to mention, because uh, Manga Pro Wrestling, our good friend, brought up CM Punk. And he said that if CM Punk was in Cena's shoes, he would have done the same thing. Because CM Punk just changed his Twitter bio to Taiwan as a country, which is so obviously to troll, to troll Cena. But the problem is, it's easy for Punk to say that because he's not making Hollywood money like Cena is. So, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Vincent, yo, man, um, don't get mad at Cena. Get mad at the system. Get mad at the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> Right, right. Um, you know, to Chino's point, the last point that you said, um, I agree because we've had to say and do things we didn't necessarily like or agree with because of work. Because guess what? We've got to put food on the table. And for the people who are saying that John Cena is supposed to be Captain America, newsflash, do you think he's a Marine in real life? <laughs> <laughs> Sabi ni Emil uh, on Kumu, who is also a once, by the way. So it so happens that he is familiar with the CU, uh situation, the scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. He says that C- he thinks Cena got pressured by someone higher up to retract his statement. It's not completely on him. Yeah, it's probably right. That's probably right. As I want to go back to the point I mentioned that his gut 
his gut reaction was to call uh, Taiwan a country. So he knows that, you know, it is to be respected as a country. It just so happens that he has to apologize to the Chinese market for, you know, offending their feelings. But he also is really respectful to the Taiwanese market. Because yeah. he is, re- uh, whether they like it or whether China likes it or not, he recognizes, he acknowledges them like, like our head of the table. Right, right. So, yun, uh, that's our little uh, homily, our little litany for this week um, in, in, regarding stuff outside the ring there. Um, thanks to everybody who left your comments about the John Cena conversation. And if you want to keep it going, you know, keep it classy in the comment section and hit us up uh, at Wrestling2XPod over on Twitter at Roizwar, at China Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about Adnan Verk leaving WWE and we'll be predicting AEW Double or Nothing. But before we do that, let's uh, let you know about one of the ways that you can support the podcast, and that is through your online shopping over at Zalora. All right, guys. Okay, may, may promo pa kami with Zalora until the end of the month, I believe. So if you are shopping for fits, for uh, clothes and shoes and accessories and all that, all that good stuff from brands like Nike, Adidas, H&M, and all that other good stuff, you just got to use our checkout code before you check out your purchase. The, re- the code is wrestling. Again, it's wrestling. You don't got to spell it out for you. And it will give you 25% off and 10% cash back for a minimum purchase of 1,999 pesos. Again, till the end of the month, use it and get that sweet discount. All right. Now let's take a moment to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Ako si Paul. At ako naman, Sera. Come listen to our podcast called Stories Philippines Podcast. The very first Pinoy Horror Anthology Podcast. Pakinggan ang mga kwentong nakakatakot. Nakakakilabot at hayaan mo kaming iparamdam sa iyo na hindi ka nag-iisa sa kinauupuan mo. Available in all major podcast platforms powered by Podcast Network Asia. Let's get to some shoutouts on Kumu. All right, saying hey to Aaron, our patron, for sending us lechon on Kumu. Maraming salamat, Aaron. Hey. Uh, good boy, Kyle, is also sending us his usual weekly halo-halo. Maraming salamat, Kyle, for all of that. Uh, Emil says we should be more mad at China than, you know, than Cena and other celebrities who happen to give in. So, again, we mentioned that before uh, already. Saying hey to Bimbi Aquino. Uh, not the real Bimbi Aquino. Sayang, Kalao, the real Bimbi Aquino. <laughs> I have to clarify that real quick. Kala, kala ko na influential siya ng tito. Sayang. <laughs> <laughs> nga, we were almost there. Almost there. Uh, Kyle says, nasasanay pa, na siya, nasasanay pa naman siya kay Adnan. So uh, we will be talking about that in a bit since you brought that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, yun. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Kumu and on Facebook. It's been a real blast talking to you so far about the things that have happened in the world of wrestling. Alright, so dun sa mga nagtatanong ng questions sa comments, we'll get your questions in, at the end of the podcast. So that's yeah, we see you, we see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sige, so let's start with Adnan Burke since uh, na-mentioned na rin natin siya tonight. So we found out literally the day after Monday Night Raw this week that the WWE and Adnan Burke had parted ways. And uh, some reports are saying that it was a mutual decision. 
uh, some reports are also saying, I, I believe uh, this was Fightful that reported this, that uh, this was already in the plans. Like early on, palang WWE already figured out that it wasn't working, and therefore, you know, they, they were going to make the move to uh, part ways with Adnan Virk. So, what are your thoughts on this? Because to me, um, it was clear from the get go that it just wasn't a good fit. And um, I guess okay na rin na everybody just cut their losses and went their separate ways. Yeah, I'm glad that having, first of all, having admittedly not watched his run as a raw commentator, I'm glad the company recognized the need to change it up as soon as they did. Yes, it did last a little over two, a little close to two months, diba? before they realized that, but I think the WWE is smart enough to know that this guy is still a little bit too uh, raw for for raw. I say uh, it's not his natural environment. Diba? He is a sports commentator, but he's not really a sports entertainment personality the way Michael Cole or JR have been for all of us. Now, that said, diba? it's not just because he's doesn't fit the mold that he doesn't belong. It's just because they need somebody immediate to fill in those shoes right now. Because uh, Raw is their supposed flagship show and they need the guy to anchor that show. I don't know. Uh, I felt like ambilistam pro B period ni, ni Adnan Verk. Uh, two months wasn't enough for him to fully acclimate to everything. I don't know what they were expecting. Did they expect now? Okay, um, this guy did not call wrestling before, and we should expect him to know everything by now in what two or three weeks. That's kind of weird. That's kind of a weird expectation on WWE's side. And to be fair to Adnan, even though he wasn't super remarkable, he was learning. He was uh, doing his homework. He wasn't sounding out of place uh, sa, ano, sa commentary booth, sa commentary table. He wasn't the most knowledgeable about wrestling, but he wasn't you know, botching everything in sight like uh, Mike Adamley, right? Uh, so it was really weird that they would stick to a lot of different guys in other places, in other factors, but they suddenly cut their losses with Adnan Verk really early on. So parang, maybe you shouldn't have given him the, the raw job or maybe they realized, okay, we have Jimmy Smith and Jimmy Smith is an actual fan of the business. But I, I feel like as a guy who... Uh, gives chances, you know, who who is okay with giving chances to people. Um, he wasn't terrible. Uh, I know you have problems with him, Stan. I know that you like to dunk on him sometimes, but he wasn't terrible, really. Um, he just wasn't remarkable. I don't know what they were looking for here. I, I think the reason why Adnan Verk was on Raw was because established name, siya, diba? You bring him in from the outside, yeah. and diba yung, yung mandate ni Nikon, the president at WWE, is to really try to make wrestling mainstream. And one of the ways you do that is bringing in someone like Adnan Verk or someone like Jimmy Smith to give the rub to Monday Night Raw. And clearly that didn't work because, as we've established, Adnan Verk just isn't really a fan of the business. So uh, moving forward towards Jimmy Smith, um, sabi, sabi niyo he's a fan of the business. I'm not sure because. I've never heard of Jimmy Smith until this week. I hope now he'll do a better job on commentary. But you know, as we know, sometimes naturally nanjalang eh, like a Pat McAfee, diba? Someone who knows the business and can really talk. And and like as much as we love Samoa Joe, I don't think he should be like the baseline for every commentator because not everybody can be a Samoa Joe. You get what I mean? 
So yeah, with regards to Jimmy Smith, now okay, first of all, let me address the Joe statement by saying Samoa Joe didn't want to stay a commentator forever. Yeah. Um, he wanted to get back into the ring as soon as possible. And they just wouldn't let him. They wouldn't clear him in the time that he needed. And so he felt that leaving the WWE was what's best for him. Now that said, Jimmy Smith is actually a very accomplished uh fight commentator, fight analyst. He's a former mixed martial artist. He hosted a show called Fight Quest where he would go out into the world and learn different martial arts. This is a real thing that I used to watch. And it was actually a pretty good fit for him because he transformed himself into the uh you you the, the Andy Howe of fighting, if you get that PBA uh, so I don't mm. necessarily see him as the lead commentator for Raw, but maybe as an additional analyst for Monday Night Raw. Because if you remember, he was also part of the featurette of NXT. Prime Target. Prime Target, yes. For yes. Balor and Karen Cross. He was part of that. And he gave his thoughts on the fight. And he said it in his tweet himself that the WWE may have seen something in him that they like and that they gravitate towards him. So I see him perhaps filling that role out more. Sort of like how Pat McAfee does for SmackDown. Basically, that's the color commentator. So, raw. <laughs> No, but, well, okay. If they don't want to bring Tom <laughs> Phillips back, okay, I, I'm actually pro Tom Phillips because I think he's he's not bad. He's a decent and solid yeah. uh, play-by-play commentator. Yeah. But let's say that's not an option. Let's say somebody in there doesn't want Tom Phillips to be your main play-by-play guy on Raw. Why not make Byron Saxton your play-by-play yeah, guy? Yeah, probably was gonna happen because Byron Saxton is so plain that he could probably serve as the play-by-play guy. And I think it's actually going to be a game changer if you put Byron Saxton on play-by-play because I don't think there's really any uh, black play-by-play commentators in wrestling. Parang wala. Uh, uh, yeah, commentator na Actually, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. So if if they really want to shake things up and you know um go for like uh, diversity or changing the game or whatever, why not make Byron Saxton your lead play-by-play guy on Raw and then put Jimmy Smith and Corey Graves in there with him as his heel commentators. Alan says, bring right. back Todd Grisham. Uh, Todd, Todd Grisham isn't that, that good. And he's happy doing uh, football on ESPN. Yeah. Um, bring back Morrow. I don't think so because uh, from what we know uh, by now, um, he himself wanted to get out of the WWE environment. A lot of people in the comment section are, are, are stumping for Michael Cole and saying that si Michael Cole didn't have eh, a wrestling background prior to being in WWE. He was a war journalist. Right? And then they put him in these... Uh, in, in this role as the backstage reporter, he would get into these skits, kind of like what we associate Jonathan Coachman with. And then gradually, he found his voice in the commentary booth. And now, my, my position is in the head office. So, yeah, um, I, I don't think kasi na, you know, uh, what will work with like a Michael Cole can work with everybody else. I, I feel, okay, let me just say that with regards to Michael Cole, the business isn't the, it wasn't the business it is now. It wasn't as big as it is now. They didn't have as many shows. They didn't need to do as many products as they did when Michael Cole was first starting. So we had the Raw and three other shows when he was starting out. Whereas with today, the demand is so great and they have a lot more competition that you can't help but acknowledge the fact that they need somebody to fill in that spot quick, especially if they're serious about 
crossing over to mainstream as fast as they can. Right. Okay. Uh, last bit of news. If uh, unless Ro, may uh, notes on Adnan Verk and like uh, who's no, supposedly going to replace him. Okay. Last bit of news outside the ring before we head into our predictions for Double or Nothing. We got to talk about Velveteen Dream because we found out uh, the day after last week's live stream that he'd been released by WWE. And I was watching him coverage nito ni Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful and. I really have to applaud the way that he worded everything because that's how careful I'd like to be with how we report things and, and break them down on the podcast. So we admittedly don't know the entire story with regard to Velveteen Dream. And it took him getting released until he actually went out with his own statement on Instagram. So he released his statement yeah, in his stories. I'm sure you can find it easily on Reddit because somebody took screen caps. Uh, but you know, um, he basically uh, defends his own innocence. Um, a, a lot of the things that are linked with Velveteen Dream, we really have to use the words reportedly or allegedly because none of them are co- have completely been proven. And what we know from the lumalabas na backstage rumors, the nire report on outlets like Fightful or Wrestling Inc. or whatever other uh, wrestling website you, you li- like to look at, there are that Velveteen Dream also had a bad attitude backstage and that that was a bigger factor in his release as opposed to the alleged rumors of uh, sexual misconduct. Yeah, um, the fact that he stayed for so long proved to me that, or, you know, kind of says that uh, I, um, at the very least, WWE believed this innocent. So there might be something there. And that's as much as we can comment on it because you know, ang alam natin. But being a liability backstage, that may be more true. Uh, that may have been uh, a bigger deal. That may have been you know, the the final nail in the coffin when it comes to working in the WWE. So you don't really want to work with a guy like that who is kind of blending yung, yung weird, uh, aloof, in-ring personality niya with his real life. You don't want to, you know, I don't think you should be sharing a locker room with a guy like that. Hopefully, if that's true, hopefully he gets help. Um, hopefully he comes back a better man like, like the Shawn Michaels redemption arc. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it, it roll it hit right on the head here. Reports did say that he's been blurring the lines between kayfabe and reality here, and he's been getting harder and harder to work with. Now that said, it's nice that he mentioned the Shawn Michaels redemption arc because I was just watching the biography this morning, biography episode of Shawn Michaels this morning, and grabbing that you up third in Shawn Michaels. So maybe Velvet in Dream finds Jesus later on in life. But who knows? Maybe <laughs> that's what it takes for him to get back. Because he's really talented. And maybe he and just really young. It. And really young too. And he's been through so much right? adversity, especially when he was on Tough Enough for that quick spell that he was. And Santa, he takes this as an opportunity to grow and to be better. Now, we're not saying that we're not shit about him. Because again, we don't really know what's going on here. But we're not talking about WWE source. So all of this is still up in the air. But, you know, I, I just wish him the best. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, um, I'm looking at the notes. There's one last na outside the ring bit of news. And we found out this week as well that WWE has fired the social media, digital, and film production departments, nila, or at least employees from all of those departments. And uh, we've been hearing reports that there are another round of cuts coming. And we don't know if this will be from among you in ring talent. Pero nakita na natin that they're basically overhauling things from the inside. So, Ro, what does this mean for, for WWE? 
um, it really means that they are cutting the budget. But I don't know. I, I well, the reports say that uh, the releases were made to reduce redundancies. So uh, I guess they found a inefficient workflow in the company. I guess, and they're trying to fix that and make it more efficient. I don't know, man. Um, sayang I guess. Um, I feel bad for the people who lost their jobs, and, especially amid uh, a pandemic. Yeah, amid a pandemic still, even though the the U.S. is getting more and more vaccinated by the day, I hope that they get back on their feet. I hope so, Naman, because uh, as Chino says, um, it's getting better over there. So it should be, uh, with the WWE's resources, I'm sure they had a nice severance, kahit papano, and that should be enough to tie them over. Now, um, these reports that have announced the firings of certain employees also say that digital, social media, and film production are actually going to be collapsed into one department. So yeah, yeah. there we go with the re- redundancies. Now, that said, I'm going to fall back on what... Uh, what uh, Nick Khan, there we go. Nick Khan says about crossing over to mainstream and replacing key personnel in the company with mainstream Hollywood folk who can help the WWE cross over. That's what the firings actually led, boiled down to. He wants to put key people and key personnel in place so that they can enact this operation crossover down the line. Right? That's why he reduced a lot of the social media people because maybe in the future we might see new faces there or hear about people who can actually pull this off. Uh, one of our regular listeners and our good friend Baki Mendoza said in the comment section, unfortunately, digital and social media guys are really among the first to go regardless of industry. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how true that is. Because uh, sa, sa media where, where I work, that's not always the case. But I see where you're coming from from the advertising uh, perspective, and as we've seen, dito sa perspective ng WWE, diba? So yeah, uh, shout out to Julian who uh, is bringing our hashtag Road to Batista up in the comment section. We'll talk about Army of the Dead really quickly, Mamaya, towards the end. Uh, because I did catch it last night. I think Ro, you caught it this week, but so did Chino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all have our own <laughs> thoughts on this, so this this should be fun. But first, some business. All right, let's go over to AEW and let's predict double or nothing, which will be on Monday Manila time. So that should be a very fun sports day if you also follow the NBA playoffs, because basically your entire day will be basketball and wrestling. All right, it's big. It's big over because Memorial Day weekend yet, so it's like a long weekend for everybody else here. So that's know. right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I I follow a US schedule in my day job, so I feel like long weekend there. <laughs> okay, let's start with the triple threat or the three-way dance rather for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny Omega defends against Pac and Orange Cassidy. No chance in hell that Pac and Cassidy will take this debate. Yeah. Yeah. It is I don't know. It was just a fun match. It's a fun and match. You know, it's just it, uh, it's just a spot fest. Uh, you know, you know, typical Orange Cassidy gimmicks. I did yeah. want them to pull the trigger on a one-on-one match between Kenny and Orange Cassidy just to see how it would go. But they were okay. brave enough to do that. So, I am. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. Tony Khan, come on, man. I wanted, I wanted to see it. TK, you, you brought up the idea. So, sana to nalain mo na. Oh, nga. Baka naman. Baka naman. Okay. Next up. Baka naman. Baka naman. That would be, that, be something to see for sure. All right, let's talk about the Women's World Championship. Hikaru Shida defends against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Is this time for Dr. Britt? I think it is. 
Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, yeah, let's, let's call it. It's been a year for Hikaru Shida. Uh, Shida hasn't been doing anything substantial in the past few months. So, you turn it over and, you know, give somebody else a spotlight. Yeah, man. And yeah. I think with Dr. Britt as women's champion, you open you open up an infinite number of possibilities or, you know, um, a, a bigger number of possibilities with all the baby faces they have on the roster who can challenge by your Red Velvets, your Tay Contis, uh, Chris Statlander, uh, and, Thunder Rosa. And you recognize somebody who's been there since day one, literally the very first AEW show that done the So it's also, it's a win-win for everybody. Plus, this woman literally bleeds for you. Yes. Uh, wait, I just wanted to address Emil in the comments. Uh, Sakumu, he says, he asks, is he the only one who actually likes Cheetah's reign? I like it. It's just time to move on. Uh, ako, nagsawa na ako. I think yeah, it, by it's... the third month, nung wala na siyang ginagawa talaga. And the pandemic didn't help either kasi ang daming nawala. So it's not like they could have gone full steam ahead. The injured pa si Britt Baker. This is something... Uh, we glance over. She was injured for quite some time. So the push that she initially had I sort of died down uh, as well. So this time around, they pulled the trigger and get it right. Chaka, uh, wait, one last thing. Chaka, they weren't really writing any stories with her. Um, they yes. Put her there. She's just a paper champion. So at least Britt Baker has the promise of maybe better stories coming with her. Yeah. Next up, let's talk about Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Ogogo. Do we uh, care about this match? <laughs> I, 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 I don't I like, think so. I like Ogogo on social media. <laughs> uh, I think Ogogo's going to win because they are pushing him really hard. I know yeah. people don't like the gut punch, but you know it I, is what I, it is. I like his moveset. It's very Steve from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know Lance Stan Ong in the comments has Anthony Ogogo as his favorite AEW wrestler. Uh, <laughs> so I think he's going to get Pushed and then they're gonna write Cody off to film his series. Yeah, I would I would like that because sawa now I Cody. I don't know why, but um, I I can't take too much of Cody Rhodes anymore. I can't take how he's supposedly the biggest baby face on AEW, and I I think parang yung yung pagka Jeff Jarrett TNA era nakikita ko na kay Cody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kulang kulang cool lang maging champion siya, so at least he's not doing that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it's like a fake. It's like a fake good guy. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's not a believable good guy. Right. But now, uh, you mga haters who are saying kay Cody Rhodes na, you only left WWE and started your own company so you could push yourself. Uh, Cody's kind of proving them right. The only thing that's stopping them from being fully right is Indisha World Champion. So there's that. Yeah, uh, wait, I want to bring up, you mentioned, uh, you know, starting a company to prove, uh, to, to push himself. He yeah. is really banking on the fact that Dusty Rhodes is some sort of mainstream star, which he is not. Uh, Dusty Rhodes is a legend in our industry, but he is not a mainstream star. The yep. way Hulk Hogan, um, even the Miz, John Cena, <laughs> John the, Cena Rock, and the Rock, Batista. Honestly, honestly, I think that the or, the initial inclination to start AEW stemmed from the fact that Dusty Rhodes was the guy behind WCW after all those years, right? you know, initial pull on AEW, all those guys to stop watching wrestling because WCW went off the air. So that's, yeah. I feel like that's where they were coming from as well. Uh, Lance is pointing out that the Ogogo Cody story is kind of tone deaf with the US versus UK narrative when it didn't need to be about that. And I agree. Because why yeah. are you painting the British guys as bad guys when the concept of the American dream is that anyone can make it in America? Oh, so when you're the American guy... 
Kasi there's a little thing called the American Revolutionary War. <laughs> Nobody remembers that anymore. Di ba Hamilton? I actually did. But, um, uh, right, right. Let, let, let's not make it about that. But um, we, we know what the narrative is, American dream. Not the American dream, but yung concept of the American dream. So parang bakit ko i-cheer si Cody kung siya mismo yung nagsasabi sa foreigner na no, you cannot succeed in my company, in my country, in my industry. Like, come on, Cody. Come on. Be better. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Casino Battle Royal. And there are too many names here. So I'm just going to go out with my pick. And then Ro and Chino, you can go out with your picks. I'm picking Christian Cage. Yeah, uh, why not? Because uh, you got to push him somehow. Has has it been 90 days since all those WWE guys got released? Uh, no, uh, okay. April lang yun. April 15. Okay. Because so, so, if that were the case, I would have gone TBA. You could have you could have you could have gone with Andrade. So you know, I might I, for as always I will say TBA. It's always TBA. Uh, I picked Christian because they kind of planted the seeds for Christian versus Kenny. And Christian has said on the broadcast that he wants to earn his title shot. And the Casino Battle Royal is actually for a future title shot, unlike the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is for shits and giggles. Ah. For okay. a giant trophy. That you don't even get to keep. <laughs> you just get to stand okay. by it. Anyway. Next up, the tag team championships will be defended. It's the Young Bucks against Eddie Kingston and uh, and John Moxley. Are they going to win here, Sina Mox and King? Uh, it is up in the air, I think. Yes. Um, you can, it can go either way. Um, I can see the Young Bucks winning. I can also see a change of the guard and uh, having John and Eddie win. So I'm fine. Probably leaning toward the Young Bucks retaining. Pero, you know, could be anything. Uh, I, I'm also torn. I can also see uh, Moxley and Kingston walk away. Just because they already have their chemistry hashed out. Diba? Yeah. Built, they built off their history and the type of people that they are. So feeling good, uh, I feel like they have a shot here. Chaka feeling ko kailangan mo ng babyface champion since Shida's gonna drop title. And then see Miro is a bad guy, Kenny Omega is a bad guy. So somebody's gotta be a babyface champion. So you might as well make it uh Mox and Eddie Kingston. Um Mark in the comment section is saying name Joker card or TBA nya for the battle royal is Brian Danielson. <laughs> uh it's entirely possible, actually. Um I wouldn't well, put it. Past Oh, Deepa Mishalabas, he could sign a one-off appearance with AEW. He hasn't re-signed with the WWE. Who knows? We can uh nobody's teased it, but hey, why not? I would crap bricks if that happened. So oh, same, same. next the, up, hey, man, that's what we said about Christian the last time. Right? And I did and crap bricks. Exactly. So it would be it would be great. Uh, next up, the TNT Championship is on the line. It's Miro versus Lance Archer. As much as I want Archer to win, you can't have Miro looking weak, losing in his what first or second title defense. Yeah, it should be a fun match. Miro, though. technically second because he's defending it on Dynamite. Okay, okay. Uh, next up, the Stadium Stampede match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. And if the Inner Circle loses, they have to disband. Hindi ko gusto ng stipulation nato. Like parang minadale, hindi siya earned for me. Yeah, the entire thing is earned. Like I said, the first big match should have been the the, the Blood and Guts match, right? But yeah. I want to say that the Pinnacle wins, 
Pero I think it might be too early for the disbanding of the inner circle. Pero I could totally see the inner circle disbanding then. And, you know, they get back together sometime down the line to challenge the pinnacle again. Feeling God the inner circle wins, then they go to a third crazier match. I agree with that. Yeah, let's, let's go with that. I, I, I'll agree, agree with that. I was going to say the exact same thing as Chino. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1 1, and then my, my rubber match. Sila. So, uh, uh, Mimosa Mayhem or whatever they called it. Ubusa ng lahi. Ubusa ng lahi. I would like to see a rubber match after Stadium Stampede. Okay. Last two matches for Double or Nothing. You've got Brian Cage versus Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, man. I don't know. Why, why is this matchup happening? Say what? What? No, they they wanted something for Page to do. No, no, no. Team Taz has been messing with Hangman Page. Yeah. Okay. So my my counting my my counting yung Team Taz and Dark Order. So that's why. Yeah, I think uh, Hangman is winning this so that Cage can turn on Taz the way he's been teasing for a while now. Yeah. And I think Hangman needs to keep winning yung mga big matches even though he loses on Dynamite because he's still yung eventually the challenge kay Kenny, de Like we we can kind of tell based on yung yeah. uh, tendency ng AEW to tell these stories long term. Finally, my favorite tag team in AEW, Sting and Darby Allen, will be taking on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Sana matalo sina Darby Allen. Uh, at this point, uh, they have been keeping Sky and Page on the literal sidelines the entire what month since Ethan Page debuted on AEW. So tapat naman manalo na sila, di ba? Para naman ipupush nila. Yeah, right. para although I am I am gonna say that I don't think Sting will like the fact that he has to. Siguro naman di siya yung kakain ng pin, but maybe a loss might not look so good for him. In the long run, so baka hindi sila matnalo, maybe I don't know because they they keep painting Page and Sky as jobbers when they are in fact the farthest thing from it. Yeah, um, I think mas kailangan nina Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page to have a big win over names like Darby Allen and Sting, so I think they can afford to to eat a loss here. So I hope they do. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Army of the Dead and we'll also talk about your favorite wrestlers turned actors. That's all coming up in a bit. But first, if you want to keep supporting the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Outsider Streams, here's how you can do it through your online shopping on Lazada. All right, guys, malapit na ang susunod na Lazada sale. It's on 6-6, so everything you need that you want to get, hashtag nasa Lazada yan. And you can support the podcast with your online shopping if you use our special affiliate link before you add to cart and check it out. Uh, you just got to click the link or type it in your browser, podlink.co slash EUL. Uh, again, podlink.co slash EUL. Portions of your purchase will go a long, long way in helping us do what we do. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Mahilig ka ba sa kwentong kababalagan at misteryo? Halina sa aking capsite at pag-usapan natin mga kwentong humalo sa kultura, kasaysayan at kamalayan natin mga Pilipino. Ako si Earl, ang inyong campmaster at inaanyayahan ko kayong makinig sa Philippine Camper Stories Podcast. Makinig ng libre sa Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at sa inyong paboritong podcast platforms. 
Before we get to our shoutouts on Kumu, we just want to say hi and big thanks to the guys from Kumu. And if you guys haven't heard of them yet, Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where we're actually streaming right now at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. You can follow us over there. We've got that blue verified check mark. So thank you very much to Angelo, to Ron, James, and the rest of the Kumu team. Shampre si Casey. Uh, you know, you can connect and tambay with Filipino streamers and celebrities like Casey Montero over there. And alam niyo, Kumu's actually giving away 1 million pesos this Friday. That's tomorrow. Ooh. So, yung manalo dyan, manood ka na at sumali ng QMK 1 million drop quiz mo ko, 1 million drop happening tomorrow, May 28, 9 p.m. Siyempre, only on Kumu. You can use our link in the description and download Kumu right now. And while you're at it, follow us at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Now, let's get some shoutouts. All right, uh, before we answer questions together, Emil has been really active on Kumu. Thank you for you know commenting, Emil. He predicts that the Young Bucks uh, will retain, but they still have to do a, a lot as heel champions for him. Brian Danielson needs to come out to the final countdown. I think Tony Khan is the only guy who can pay for the final countdown from Europe. Uh, he also thinks Pinnacle wins because if Fozzie is also going on tour, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, he did say so. Kyle sent us another hello, hello. Thanks, Kyle. Prince RJC says Cody versus Ogogo winner gets a new action figure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in on Kumu and keeping the conversation going. It's really fun to have you and you know, you know, read out your reactions to what we're predicting out loud. Sabi ni Kyle, mid-year na pala ang bilis, parang kailan lang nag-new year. I know, right? And we're still on lockdown. So please, uh, don't forget to register to vote, right? Because that's one way you can voice your anger out. Let's get some questions before we talk about Batista and Army of the Dead. Uh, Julian has been asking since we started the stream, if one of you are given the chance to take over WWE, what are three things you'd change about the product? Major, major loaded your question. Yeah, but I'll say this briefly, as briefly as I can, and say first of all, uh, improve the women's division uh, by giving them a, a more regular role. They can get their own show better if they can get a pay per view. That's fine. I would also say uh, put newer guys over, uh, guys you don't see, you mga nasa main event. Maybe they deserve a spot at the limelight and. Finally, maybe I don't know. Add more cinematic matches. <laughs> okay, I, I only have one big change to make, naman talaga for WWE, because it's the most uh, recurring problem I see on the main roster. It is them utilize. They need to utilize their deep AF roster. They need to put everyone on the show. Don't rely on the same people every week. This is what AEW does. Uh, they rotate the cast as much as they could. They hired a lot of people and they signed a lot of people and they are putting them to good use. WWE feels like, or Raw and SmackDown, kind of feel like the same few people are hired and employed by the WWE. Kailangan lang gamitin yung bench kasi it is deep. It's the deepest, one of the deepest in the world, uh, if not the deepest. Uh, AEW is only rivaling their depth. So, yun, uh, promote their matches and, you know, make sure the stories make some sense. Tell stories. Stop ripping up the scripts before the show, you know? Yeah. Um, um, so yeah I'll round it out and I'll mention something I thought Ro would mention before me. And that's, uh, uh, that's scrapping the idea of the independent contractor. And you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yes. Sorry, uh, sorry. Giving, giving wrestlers benefits, healthcare benefits especially, and uh, just making sure that 
everyone's in a position where they can take care of themselves because wrestling is a very high-risk industry. The injuries, they will happen. So um, pension plans, putting them in place so that you, you won't have to hear stories of people like Virgil or mga old wrestlers who should be retired but are still performing at indie shows. Not because they really, really, really want to wrestle, but because they need to put food on the table. So, yeah. I just want to say this to one WWE Hall of Famer. You don't have to be a main eventer to deserve health insurance and you know all the nice benefits of being a regular employee. Yeah, yeah. So there, uh, we hope na that that satisfies your, your uh, question, Julian, and that answers it. Okay, let's talk about Army of the Dead because we hey. have been on the hashtag Road to Batista since basically the moment we signed with Podcast Network Asia in September of 2019. So ganun nakatagal tong recurring uh, gag na to on the podcast. So we're really trying to get Dave Batista on the pod. It's no secret. So if you guys would like to do us a solid, please try to help us out with the campaign. Help us make noise. Get Batista's attention. Get the attention of his team. Uh, if, if CNN Philippines can book a, a an interview with Dave Batista, then I hope that somehow, some way, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast can. But while that hasn't happened yet, let's talk about his movie. Because Chino, I know you have a lot of things that you want to get off your chest about okay. Army of the Dead. Okay, so spoilers ahead. First of all, spoilers ahead for those of you that haven't seen it. But I have a question for those of you that have. What is the opposite of a dead fetus? Like, like if a fetus <laughs> starts out as undead, shouldn't it be an alive baby? Like... <laughs> Logically, that makes sense, right? Am I, am I wrong here, guys? Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess that was one of my last questions. I, in fact, that wasn't even in my top 10 questions coming out of Army of the Dead. Uh, also, why did they have to waste? They wasted all that money on a CGI tiger. And that's all you need to know about the movie. <laughs> you wasted money on a CGI tiger. Oh, hindi naman. Dabi nila ng gastos for Tignotaro because I had two yeah. scrubs cut the Elia out of there. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. It was... I mean, it wasn't gonna be the cinematic masterpiece. Hindi naman siya Citizen Kane uh, when you go into it. <laughs> so, I wasn't expecting it to be super great. I just expected it to be a zombie oh. movie that happened oh. to be a heist. Okay. Before, I, I'm glad you brought up you brought that up. It doesn't have to be Citizen Kane. There are a lot better zombie movies out there than, <laughs> than, than this movie. Okay? Shaun of the Dead. Anna vs. the Apocalypse. The original Dawn of the Dead with George Romero. Even Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead was, oh, better, than this, was better than this. So I, I don't know. So ako, I normally hate zombie movies. I hate anything that scares the hell out of you. But I watched this alang-alang sa inyong dalawa. And because I want to get to talk to Batista with you guys. So I, I put in that good karma for the podcast. Um, all I can really <laughs> say about it is that I love the women in it. I love how beautiful they are. I love how badass they are. Uh, you know, um, see, uh, you know, Tignataru, who I already mentioned, the girl who plays Lily is so hot. She's like French Kristen Stewart. Oh my God. Uh, even see, Sister Incarnation is so hot at 44 that I really felt bad when uh, she met the end that she met in the way that she did. Uh, also, I like how the zombie's first impulse was to break her neck. 
<laughs> I'm a bloodthirsty zombie, therefore I will break your dick. Okay. And twist it 180 degrees. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, coming out of the movie, yung thoughts ko was, yung pinakapatalo talaga dun was si Kate, uh, yung anak ni Batista in the movie. But no, 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 I, I retract that. I rescind that. And yung pinakapatalo was the bride at the very start who gave her newly wedded groom a blowjob while they were on the road. Because they were the reason why that entire problem happened in the first place. That's true. Uh, they probably thought it was safe because it was a desert road. Nobody else was on the highway. So, yeah, mali ba nila na may, may zombie virus? Sino ba gumawa yeah. na zombie virus? And for, first of all, yung, ano nito, the, this is going all the way back to the very first zombie movies ni George Romero. Zombies are actually just a metaphor for human stupidity. That's just it. The biggest, ki- <laughs> the biggest killer of zombie mo- of in zombie movies isn't zombies. It's just stupid people. And and you know if that's what you're looking forward to, you get a lot of that in Army of the Dead. Yeah. Okay, so that's our condensed review of Army of the Dead. Uh, Dave Batista, please don't hate us. Notice that we did not dunk on you at all because we love. Magandang you. Magandang performance niya. Magandang performance niya. Oi, no last Chino. Oi, no last Chino. No, uh, si Batista pa masok, guys. Pero si Batista. No, but um, the good thing is, you know, he he made a good performance. He, I didn't feel like. Um, I was watching Batista the Wrestler, uh, you know, the same way when I watch a rock movie, a Dwayne Johnson movie, I'm really watching Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, do a different part or, you know, the same exact part. Um, I can also kind of say that for John Cena sometimes. Um, but but Batista, Batista or but Dave Batista is really showing some really good range in his acting career so far. Yeah. So on that note, Rose, since you mentioned Mona, um, you know, it didn't feel like he was this, the, the same Batista we see in every Batista movie or in WWE. Let's transition to our TBT for this week and for Throwback Thursday. Let's talk about the best wrestlers turned actors. And you can't have a conversation about the best wrestlers turned actors without talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson because I think he's the baseline for this conversation. Uh yeah, he is a baseline because he's he happens to be uh the most uh popular wrestler turned actor. But um is he the best? I don't I think, think so. he's I think he's the best at playing himself, which is uh a lot of uh roles he's taken over the years. It's really just him uh being him. opposition karita. So what's your what's the defense against the rock? It's gonna be hard. First of, all, first of all, let me just say, if he is the baseline, then everybody else is negative. <laughs> no, I don't think everyone else is negative. It's hard. It's so hard. Who are you going to put up against the rock? Seriously. Who? Okay. I, I think no 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 hindi siya ano, hindi siya one standard lang diba kung drawing power or like yung uh, how how lucrative the movie's going to be I think it's the rock number 1 but I guess uh if, if we're going to make the rock just the baseline we can talk about acting like if you see the guy in the movie is he playing that same character or is he actually showing some range so if the rock is your baseline I would argue that John Cena is actually a better performer oh. a better actor than the rock because oh. must versatile is Cena look at freaking Ferdinand 
The Rock cannot pull off the vulnerability of Ferdinand that John Cena was able to pull off. You don't know Ferdinand. John Cena. It was great, dude. It was great. Level of filmography that The Rock has had. Yes, not filmography. We're talking about acting ability. Like, can you believe that he's playing a different guy? That's how you figure out if you have acting chops. The more movies you do, the better you get. No. Yeah. What? Are you t- are you seriously arguing? The more movies you get, the better you are as an actor. I don't think that's the- necessarily correct. Okay, let me explain. Okay, John Cena has had about half the movies that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has sure. had. Okay, sure. Granted, John Cena has also done majorly comedies, right? You had you had uh, cock blockers. You mentioned first that's yeah. that's kind of a comedy. I haven't seen John Cena play an action hero since Marine, the very first Marine. You'll get right? to see him as Peacemaker. Right? So that's still essentially a comedy. He's still essentially a, a jackass, right? if you think about it. So I don't know if I can believably buy John Cena as a matinee idol, as a guy who can put asses in seats regardless of his acting ability. Matinee idols, hindi, kasi matanda na siya. But, yeah, yung, uh, Vincent... Yung, yung drawing power, yung star... We're uh, talking about stars here. We're not talking, talking about, about star power. We're talking about we're acting ability. Oscar winners yeah. here? No, we're, we're not seriously? talking about star power. We're talking about if, if you watch the guy on the screen... Are star power are going to be Oscar winners? Is that the argument we're trying to make here? Huh? Seriously? That's no, we, we never winners? went there. As in, sabi namin, it, if you watch the guy on the big screen, is he playing just another version of the same character that we've always seen him in? Like Stone Cold, like The Rock, or do they have that flexibility like Batista, like John Cena? So no, I, I, I still don't see John Cena being a better actor than The Rock. It, it's okay, so I see Batista for... being a better actor than The Rock. Yeah, okay. Batista's Batista better than The Rock. But he's because Batista doesn't consider himself an action guy. He says he's a character actor. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, that, that is a specialized skill in itself. So, yeah. so Batista But again, if we're going to just compare facts here, well, <laughs> we gotta be serious here, guys. Nobody beats The Rock. No, I, um, I think we can be serious by saying that someone like Batista or Cena can beat The Rock. Because acting ability is different than just drawing power. I don't think acting ability equals drawing power. If it were, then uh, um, bakit, bakit maraming artista dito na ang daming movies na, na nakukuha nilang roles, but they're not good actors and actresses? Says diba? you and your Juilliard career, right? Like, <laughs> I don't need that a Juilliard degree. I, like, I watch movies. And we watch I wrestling. Watch <laughs> yeah, I no, watch I wrestling. I want the guy in there. It's it's like it's so. If if it were a choice between watching a movie with The Rock in it and watching a movie with John Cena in it, I would immediately go for the Rock movie. Yeah, that I, I, but that's so a you know conversation. He's, Oh, because you know he's playing himself. Fine, okay, sure. Agree to disagree. Let's just go there. You know what? Bruce makes a great point. We should consult Jake Cuenca about this because he's the actual actor. (laughs) But Bruce also says that John Cena is a great voice actor. And as a voice actor, I can then I can criticize. (laughs) Going by your logic, Chino. Because voice actors are actors Then I am also an actor. Oh, okay, it's fine. You're a voice actor. Great. Go. Which go makes me an actor. Bir- 
Actually, go shoot a billion dollar franchise then and then get back to me. <laughs> no, because you said that I can't criticize acting ability because I'm yeah. not an actor and but I am an actor. So I went to na? film school. Oh, so I know how to make But movies, you're not an actor. Uh, but I make movies. Oh, have you so, acted? Have you acted? No, 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 no. Have you been paid to act? Have you? Uh, yes, you I've have been not been act. paid to yeah. act. No, I've been paid to act. Oh, I have an IMDb credit. Do you have an IMDb credit? Oh. Yes, I do. Oh, we pay the time IMDb credit. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but my 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 thing is that you know uh, I I'm, I'm when I watch a rock movie I'm always gonna see him playing himself so right that's, that's what thing. I was also trying to say how about Roddy Piper where does Roddy Piper uh, end up in all of this because I uh, think Roddy Piper was one of the first people to really venture outside of the ring and you know be a movie star. Feeling of culture, uh, his movies aren't necessarily as mainstream as you might think. But there's them. And that's about it. That's the only Roddy Piper movie I can figure out right now. So it's he's not he's not he's certainly not on the level of a rock or even a Hogan in that sense. Thanks for bringing up Hogan because he had young um three three ninjas. He had Rocky three. So yeah, where does Hogan rank here? Mm. He's certainly one of the first. Diba? He he was the blueprint. Change it consider some baselining since he okay. was the first. Diba? Mm-hmm. He got how, the rock how, how well were they able to replicate the process after they did it with Hulk Hogan? Diba? Diba? If you compare it to somebody with Roddy Piper, probably not. Because Roddy Piper was, again, more a character actor and he always used to play the bad guy or the guy. Diba? But then if you go with a John Cena, then it's a lot better. Because it must be range. What about people like Goldberg and uh, Stone Cold? Same as Goldberg. Goldberg is like, you know, uh, wrestler playing big guy. Yeah. So uh, Goldberg or football is also, player. Yeah. Well, Goldberg is also more of a one-off. Yeah. He usually does cameos more than actually star in his own movies. Ito, Emil, has, Emil has a question on Kumu. Metabong wrestler na nagromcom na. Hmm. Si ano? Meron ba? Si... Parang wala akong maisip. Si Freddy Prince Jr. Kapatid ba yan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically si David Arquette but he's like actor turned wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's asking what about The Miz? Has The Miz done a romcom? I don't think he has but I think The Miz as no, I a... Think he's asking, I think he's asking about The Miz and this in these parameters that we've fought over. I think si Miz nasa baba siya ng baseline because puro straight to DVD yung yeah. mga movies niya. <laughs> Tsaka he hasn't, he hasn't done anything outside of the WWE. The Marine movies were still within the WWE, di ba? Whereas with all these other guys, they've worked with big name stars and done big name franchises. Yeah. Oh, like until you get that big project talaga outside, no? How about oh. Sasha Banks? Too early oh, tell. Uh, too early to tell. Yeah, it's it's, it's she's just one show. Yeah. Ted DiBiase Jr. No, I I don't think he's near the baseline. At, at the world, stage. the world, Bruce Lim has forgotten about Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> Dave Scott is pointing out John Cena in Trainwreck. Uh, as well, I, I'm not sure kung rom-com yung role niya necessarily no, in that movie. Parang cameo na si John Cena dun eh. 
Yeah, yeah. Diba? Oh, it was Kasi LeBron should, diba? was malaking part. LeBron was the best friend of the lead. John Cena was just in that one cameo where he said that he looks like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg, and that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't really fun. much of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, see, Joseph in the comments is saying yung film career ni X-Pac. Ano ba? Ano ba? Ba, di pwedeng sabihin din dito. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're probably going to cap it there on our TVT uh, topic for you mga wrestlers turned into actors. Who do you think is the best? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod at Supersized, at Roizwar and at underscore Stancy. Uh, Chino, uh, were, you, were you trying to say something? Wala, wala, wala. Okay. So yeah, let's get to our picks of the week. And we can start with you since you already uh, mentioned yours kanina. Chino. I did mention my, my pick of the week kanina, but I'm changing it to Army of the Dead because, hey, come on, Dave. Let's go, Dave. <laughs> Army of the Dead. Pick of the week. That's our partnership. Now that I got that out of the way, I will say my original pick was Shawn Michaels' biography episode. You can catch that wherever you catch all those other documentaries on. Uh, be resourceful. But I will say that this was such a, an incredible story arc. It told the story of Shawn Michaels from two perspectives. Shawn Michaels, the asshole, the, the addict, the problematic person, and Shawn Michaels, the reformed individual, the guy who's just looking to help the business. And it takes his story and it tells it from multiple vantage points. You get interviews from Marty Gennetti all the way to Johnny Gargano. So that's the detailed yung history in this episode. Ito. And I hope you guys give it a shot. And my honorary mention is just this little scene here. Itong, itong scene lang na to. Don't even have to watch the whole match. Just fast forward to the end of Dark Elevation to see the the, the reunion of Rapongi Vice. It's so, <laughs> such a feel-good moment. Okay. Yeah, I, I should catch that. Um, my pick of the week is the main event from NXT UK, Tyler Bate versus A Kid. So Tyler Bate is now the Heritage Cup champion, and I was pretty surprised. Nah, uh, we have a new Heritage Cup champ, and that it happened the way it did. Nah, it had to come to the sixth round, nah, zero zero, and then uh, it was a roll up, I believe. Um, na talaga hook deep yung yung legs ni A Kid for the finish. So that was fun because I really enjoy Akid and Tyler Bates' matches. So um, I I know it's not going to end there. Akid's probably going to get his rematch where he'll probably lose more conclusively. Right. My pick of the week is from this week's NXT. Guys, go watch it. Balor Cross 2 is the bomb. Um, my, not everyone might like it, but it is really, really good. So really worth the TV, uh, really worth the TV spot. And yeah, great match. All right. Let's get to uh, thanking everybody who's been watching us, uh, watching us um, just give our opinions on stuff this week. Very opinionated episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you to everybody who joined us over on Kumu and on Facebook. And if you want to keep on supporting the podcast, you can do that through your online shopping. And this time we're going to talk about Shopee. All right, guys, same thing as with the other affiliate link. You just got to type in or click the affiliate link. The link is tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPEE. 
uh, may sale din sila next week so y'all, y'all gotta get on that and help us with your purchases uh, don't forget the new era cap promo is still ongoing so watch out to social media uh, please make sure to follow us on Spotify Facebook Twitter Instagram and TikTok we'll be announcing your next question about the mega powers in the next day or two so watch out for that so get Chino go and oh, plug fast down that Sorry, Bruce Lim also brought up a very uh, good episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, well done. Collision, collision in Korea. Nagpatay pala si Hawk tsaka si Scorpio sa eh, si Scorpio Two Fuck. Cold Scorpio. Two Cold Scorpio. Scorpio Fuck or whatever you want to call him. They almost killed each other <laughs> in Korea and they almost couldn't leave the country. So it's also a good episode. Please watch that. Also, hey, Fast Clown is out this week with my guest uh, from Boiling Waters PH. If you've ever wanted to know what they were about, the boiling waters, what their stats is, check that episode out. It is coming Friday, coming out rather Friday, uh, time. So, pagagising basically. So that's out right now. Right, and uh, of course you can follow on deck on Spotify as well. Help us out every follow on Spotify for all our podcasts. Class Clown on deck, wrestling, wrestling podcast. Lahat yan, it goes a a long, long way. Uh, Ro, you have an appearance coming up this weekend, right? Uh No, I do not. Um, I had it moved because I will be out of town. So next oh, okay. week, na yun, on Chili Willie's podcast. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but probably going to talk about my wrestling career. So tune in next Saturday, not this Saturday. Uh, 6 p.m. on Chili Willie's Facebook page. Promote right. the out of town, mo, para... <laughs> no, no, no. Hindi show yun. Hindi naman road show yun. Eh. Hey, Batiin na lang natin si Ro an advance happy birthday, man. Hey, thank happy you. birthday, Ro. Thank you. All right. Thank on you. that note, thank you very much to everybody again who has been subscribing, following, streaming, and listening. And thank you to Babyface producers Nika and Sola behind the scenes for putting these episodes together. We will catch you next week on our next episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Until then, stay safe, mask up, get your vaccines and register to get them. And please don't forget to register to vote as well. On behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C. This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is in the books and we are out of here. Bye-bye. Thanks, thanks, Bruce. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 